We are rolling. All right, welcome to uh, Cleveland Podcast, Cleveland Moto Podcast. What episode is this, Dustin? Uh, this would be uh, 119. 119, I guess it is? Yeah, it's not 117. Uh, no, 117 launched today. Uh, I've got one more in the queue. Oh, okay. So right. this will be 119. All right, 119 it is. So we are sitting here. Um, our lineup tonight is Johnny Chrome. Hello, all. Chris Smith. Hey, guys. Phil Waters, your humble narrator. Dustin Elliott. Hello. Steve Hoffert. Hi, all. And John McElfresh. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so uh, that's For who we are. First time ever. Where are we? Okay, this is the very first ever podcast from the new home of Cleveland Moto. Also, and they're off. The most expensive thing I've ever bought in my life. Congratulations, <laughs> you cheap bastard. You cheap bastard. <laughs> we are surrounded by roughly a quarter of a million dollars worth of Cleveland. Uh, we oh, have, I thought you were going to say cleavage. I almost got excited. <laughs> that would be <laughs> we uh, we wow. have decided. I don't think there's that much cleavage in Cleveland. Yesterday, <laughs> so today's Friday. Uh, yesterday, we came in here at 9 a.m., and the reason this room sounds big is 9 a.m. yesterday, we came in and took down 10 walls, 6 doors, and 5 windows with me, James Robertson, and uh, my brother-in-law, John Haney. And we did... Officer John Officer John Haney. We did the worst technique ever for removing drywall, which is just pure violence. And John Haney... No, that's the best technique. No, it's not. It makes the biggest mess. And we spent more time picking drywall up off the ground, which is backbreaking, than we would have had we taken the drywall down with a screw gun, figured out where they put the holes, and then shake the panels. There's a right way to do drywall, take it down, there's a wrong way. And we did it the wrong way because out of sheer enthusiasms. Well, the problem is when we were done, we had a two-foot-deep pile of sheetrock with steel studs and everything else in the middle of it. You had rubble. We had a problem. We We were all over the place. We filled a 20-yard dumpster. Three men filled a 20-yard dumpster in three and a half hours. Wow. That was epic, epic work. So all the walls came down. So now we're in the middle unit, which is going to have the wall torn out between unit one and unit two. Keep tumbling down. Monday. (laughs) Monday, that big wall is coming tumbling down. Systematically, though. And then we're going to be doing something with the floor. It's got terribly nasty gray industrial carpet on it right now. And we're either going to put some more terribly nasty gray industrial carpet on it, or what James really wants to do is have a company come in that does uh, concrete resurfacing and and destroy this all and take it down to polished. Oh, that epoxy floor coating is the best thing to do. We did epoxy in one place, and we have some mixed results with the epoxy. We've done the the epoxy. I did. Yeah. At the wastewater plant. Yeah. That th- stuff's like steel. Yeah, we my, did a my neighbor had her flakes in basement it. done with that. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, what I'm thinking about doing is nothing, just literally going down to the naked concrete, going mm-hmm. down to the naked concrete, and then letting it distress over time as it will. You know, um, so who knows? Well, we'll see. We're going to have a quote done on Monday to find out what it's going to cost. Pennies, everyone, send in your pennies. Oh, a billion pennies on the floor, <laughs> clear over it would look. Oh, so fucking good! Like all, the I have pennies. a lot of bottle caps. Yeah, but we don't have. I mean, <laughs> license plates. If you have license six thousand square feet of license plates, we want to know about it. If you have six thousand square feet of bottle caps, we want to know about it. If you have six thousand square feet of anything, we can put on this floor and then just bring a container truck full of what is that? Polyvinyl, uh, two something. trucks. 
Polly mixes together, squirt it right here, and just come in here like the Ghostbusters and just spray that crap. I said, uh, if you buy that stuff at Lowe's, I think it's called like Bar Topper. Yeah, it's uh, we. Figured it's a two-part lucite. When we did the other job, we contemplated various different floor coverings. One of them was Nature Stone, and to do a twenty-eight hundred square foot shop with Nature Stone would have been thirteen thousand dollars. Yep. Woo. To do the job professionally and have a company come in and strip the floor of all the concrete, um, I'm sorry, of all the glue, the mastic that's under the carpet, and also then lay down the two-part epoxy, a professional company, they quoted us $8,200 for 2,800 skew. We almost triple that right Well, now. gee, that's better. Yeah. Have you, this is a 10,000 square foot. Building. The building we're sitting in is 10,000 square feet. So hopefully there'll be enough room for all of Johnny's tools. Have you checked <laughs> to see if you can rent? Well, you can't. I know you can't That's rent. That's right. Cost-effectiveness. Yeah. A scarfing machine? Yes. James and I did rent a scarfing machine when we did the Mentor store on Mentor Avenue. Tell me what a scarfing machine is. The scarfing machine <laughs> has like rotary discs. Because I've been called a scarfing machine. Me too at Thanksgiving. <laughs> but that's with food. Yeah. <laughs> what it basically is is it's there's two types you can rent. The one of them, which I'm going to call the wrong answer, is the floor polishing machine that you've all seen the janitor with in the high school, and it's got one big disc on the bottom, and you stand up, and you take the disc off that normally has a scrub pad, and they make a disc for it that has carbide bits, carbide blades. And you put the new carbide blades on every so often, and then you stand up and you get on this thing, and you pull the lever, and a three-horsepower electric motor sends you across the room. Have you, have you ever seen the television special, whatever you call it, the documentary about tunnel boring? Yeah, it's a tunnel boring machine. TV, uh, laying down. <laughs> laying down and you ride the motherfucker. Right. And what you find out is that, you know, this machine weighs 60 or 80 pounds. And you, can't, you can barely get it going. So what you do is you, you tilt it back and get the blade running. You throw down tons of water and soap to minimize the friction, and you l- very slowly let it down onto its biting bits on a car by this. And then it makes noise like you've never heard in your life, like a helicopter crashing. And yes. then the you take a f- upside down right. And then it's not working enough. It's not getting through that glue. You're like, this sucks. It's not getting through the glue. Even with $250 worth of carbide teeth, Fresh ones put on it and adjusted. Bring in the Mexicans and they stand mm-hmm. on it. No, yes. What we did was we took the five-gallon barrels of paint. So we had the five-gallon barrels of AB epoxy. We put those with the tie-down strap on top of the tunnel boring machine to get enough <laughs> bite. And so we're sitting there, and every once in a while, this thing starts to rock. And when it starts to rock, one of those teeth, one of those carbide things, grabs the concrete Sends a two-inch chunk of concrete everywhere, and whoever's operating the machine gets spun into a... We just called it Buffer Rodeo when we were in the Army. (laughs) So in Buffer Rodeo, what you do is you sit your ass on the motor, and you grab the handlebars, like the operating handles, like a chopper. And you put your feet on the wheels, and you sit on the motor, and then you grab the throttle, but you're sitting on the middle part. And we could turn floor buffers into, like, the best game of Buffer Rodeo ever (laughs) to see how long you can hang on. Somebody else is managing the cord from the top bunk, and you see how many loops you can do before you wipe out. That sounds like industrial belt sander riding like we used to yes. do in shop class. Yeah. <laughs> so the real scarfing machines have two heads. 
So they have double heads so that one's fighting the other one, and you can actually make some time with those. Most rental places don't have those because those are purpose-built. They're expensive. Yeah. It's like counter-rotating props. Counter-rotating props, exactly. Well, it's a hell of a lot more controllable to have two 12-inch wheels than one 24-inch wheel. And I think Miller. I think Miller has them. They make them. You can rent them. Once again, James and I did 2,800 square feet, and James and I both said we are never doing that again. The, the <laughs> yeah. good option would be the one that's... What's a thirty or thirty-six inch yeah. cloth, self-propelled? Yeah, I know, think the hydraulic heads. I bet you that the company that's going to quote us to do this concrete—it's it's basically I'm a sure miniature zamboni that does concrete. Well, I would hope it would be would be <laughs> the equivalent of a Roomba that would do concrete, and you would press the button and Can go I sit away. on top of it like a cat, like a cat. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a big, it's a <laughs> wearing big a shark costume. So you know, within a week, we're going to know whether or not we are going to have carpet in here. There's some different ideas. You know, Sparky came with the idea for those two foot um, colored carpet squares that we could leave the gray out here and then look at the small area we would have to do. Then go into the next door over when the wall's out and do the same thing over there and lay down like 300 of those two by two squares Mm -hmm. and they're all brightly colored and all kinds of fun and funky. When you'd walk in here, it would look like we were artistic and we tried, not just we're cheap. You know? the and then that? if a, a bike dumps its deposits on there, you can just peel it out and put a new one. And that would be the, that would be the positive to that is it's a modular carpet. System. It's a bus it's out a, there. A modular flooring system. Right. Yeah. So if you get a leaker, you can change that panel out for a couple of bucks. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, Cleveland so, buses. They blink and they talk to they you. They talk and they blink. Now. <laughs> they don't really want to have bus any is turning. The <laughs> bus <laughs> is turning. There's no shit. Out the driver's drunk. Yeah. Run your ass over. Uh, what's nice is 60 feet away from our front door, there's a Baskin Robbins and a Dunkin' Donuts. Ooh. Even better is, however many feet that way, there's a Chipotle. There's a Chipotle, and across the street from a Chipotle is Si Senor, si which Senor. we've done quality control testing Tons on. Tons of bars And also, like, probably one of the best coffee shop in Cleveland. Yep, Common Grounds is right <laughs> down there. Common Grounds yeah. is right over there. The new auto parts store will be down that way. There's an AutoZone and a Napa. Wow. I mean, this Der, is a well-supported yeah. Der Braumeister is right mm-hmm. down that way. It's a really well-supported neighborhood. We like it. We're not that far away from our other shop. We're only a I couple of miles away. I think it's actually closer to my house than the old shop. Isn't there I a, think it is, yeah. Straight up the street. Yeah. Isn't there a Conrad's Auto Warehouse, CAW or whatever, right across from the old Might be. Could be. Was. Yeah. I mean, Kmart. I'm pretty happy with what's yeah. around here, so like we can get the stuff we need to get. Like When it comes time, like I need you to go get something real quick. There's a lot of places to go get something real quick, quick around here. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So it's cool, and... It's, I mean, hey, this is it for the next 20 years. This is something. I need strong <laughs> coffee really quick. This is something you own, not something you're losing. Well, and we own. All so. those payments go in your back, right. in your pocket, exactly. not the man's pocket. Yeah, we had to insure it. I bought it for a quarter of a million dollars, but they wouldn't let me move in until I could prove to them that I insured it for $780,000. Well, well, that's pretty typical. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, because a rebuild cost on it would be $780,000. Well, that's what James and I said. So. Maybe then before we put any effort into it, we should just burn it to the ground and take the $780,000. Retire. And then rebuild it. And then rebuild it for two twenty-five and walk the fuck away. No, retire. <laughs> Half a million dollars in my pocket. That was a win. Build a new structure in mm-hmm. sunny San Mateo. It was funny when the guy was like, no, you have to get insured for $780,000 in case we have to rebuild it. I was like, what three-story building are you going to build? Because it's... This is we we know we bought it for two fifty. So well, it's the same way with your house. Right. Yeah. I bought my house for one hundred ninety two. That house was one ninety two. Yeah. Holy shit, Steve! And Good they job. made me insure it 
They made the insurance for like five hundred and seventy. I'm sure they did because so. that's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah, I think I bought mine for one forty something, and we're insured for about five hundred. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I get, it's like the idea of being in here and going, okay, well, this is the first of Just our podcast to be recorded here, and we're going to keep doing it this way. So it's very convenient because you'll be here Friday at seven o'clock. He'll be I, here. I'll be here Friday at seven. I'll be here seven o'clock. Spark, you'll oh, be yeah, here Friday at seven o'clock. We didn't announce that. What? What? That I'm I'm on full time. Yeah, oh, we I, well, I wasn't sure yeah, if that cat was you. out of the bag. Oh, that cat is out of the oh, bag. Okay, all right. Obviously, you announced it last last week. <laughs> Did he? The week before last. All right. Did well, I? Oh, okay. In the midst of well, falling well, over into the recycle bin, uh, <laughs> you know. No, I think we'd stopped recording <laughs> by then. <laughs> we didn't catch on. I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, we I, was sh- mi- I was mildly drunk then. We shut the <laughs> microphone off ten minutes too early because ten minutes after we shut the microphone off last week, Dustin had a total muscle failure. Oh yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> his brain and his body just quit. Fucking <laughs> That happens to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anyone stagger, fall down drunk in their own goddamn garage. Yeah. It's like, no, except for Dustin. <laughs> proven, proven performer. Well, you know, that's the best place to do it. It is. I mean, I would, I would hate to fucking do that here where I oh have to drive God. home. You know. Yeah. So so Dustin's, yeah, Dustin's coming on board. He's going to be a full-time mechanic at us at a Cleveland Moto. And uh, right I'm going to get him over to the Menor store. We're going to get him over to the East Side Shop. So he can get trained by the best. <clears throat> Here, watch this YouTube video. Call me when you're done. <laughs> and, uh, no, seriously, the guy's really good. Trust me, this guy's good. I've been using his YouTube videos yeah. for years. The, you know, I should send him a fucking check is what I should do. Yeah. So this guy's great. He knows everything about Honda CB3. So now you have an opportunity to yeah. build your dream shop. Yeah, we're building. We're going to build Mega Shop. What's it going to have? I mean, well, the first thing, as we talked about earlier, we have two, dun, dun, two dun, large dun, bathrooms. Dun. So we do have two large bathrooms in here. Well, that's a good start. It's a good start, and the one bathroom is going to be an employee bathroom. It's got a stand-up. I've never owned a building. I've never been in a building that had a stand-up urinal before. I think that's awesome. So, <laughs> and a water fountain. And a water fountain. Well, it's got the one that goes like all the way to the ground. No, no. I oh, wish. no. That's no. classic. That's classic. This build, I don't know if this building is old enough for one of those. but Yeah, by the way, I used the urinal. And I don't think it's been used in 50 it, years. Yeah, it's pretty did it awful. Yeah, it did work. It flushed. Did you run it extra times? I did. Because it's, yeah. Uh, it, but it needs cleaned. I think the person who's been... A gallon of bleach and everything. Yeah, a gallon of bleach and everything. It needs a lot of bleach. I agree. It worked the other day when I shit in it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the one bathroom is going to be the the customer's bathroom. It's going to have the urinal and the sitter. So that's going to be like the bathroom sign with the girl and the boy on it. I I do like the dueling shitter bathroom, though. Because like, well, so like John said, we could race. Could you race. Could race. <laughs> and there's no wall between them at all. It's just... No. Like, so, I don't know who the hell's been living in here. The only the way best. they could get better if they were, like, turned so that you're sitting... You're like, a- well, that's boot camp. That was boot camp. That was boot camp. I like the idea of being all the able shitters to reach over and hold your buddy's Six inches hand. away from each other. Dude, the, those shitters hold, are like, you're knee to knee. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. Oh, no. In the Army, they were way closer than that, John. In the Army, they were knee to knee and knee to knee the other way. So when you're when you'd go in, and no walls, no doors. It's like a book club meeting. It's a book club meeting. You're sitting on the commode and you're looking at the guy across from you on the commode. And of course, the army works in very tight schedules, so it's not like you can go have a private shit. Like it's like okay, you're clear from formation, go, and everybody runs into the, the fucking latrine at the same time, and they all just grab a stall because it's the first one after breakfast. Oh, it's not pretty. 
I like the round sinks though. I love round sinks. With a round sink with a foot pedal. My friends, yeah, my friend's shop in Chicago has a round sink with a big foot pedal that goes all the way around. Yes, and they still fill it. They keep it operational. Why do we need a bidet? I would love to have a bidet. Why not? If we had a bidet, if we had one of those Japanese toilet seats in here, nobody would ever get any work done. No. They'd just be down there like, okay, squirt a little further back. Oh, that's the business. That's the spot. There you go. Hot water right up the exhaust vent. No, no, go in small circles. Small circles, bigger circles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, put a $400 toilet seat in here and productivity would drop to zero. Where's Sparky been? I don't know, but he's been there for 45 minutes. Yep. That's when the books in the bathroom start getting thicker. He's taking the shit. Mm-hmm. You might as well just put a TV in there with YouTube. I know. And so, yeah. so bathroom one for customers is going to be bathroom one for customers. But bathroom two, the racing. Why, why, why do you keep the fuck bags in the bathroom? Well, it's for your phone. Why? So your phone doesn't get sticky. <laughs> there's, a, the, uh, there's a fucking phone charger in the bathroom. Oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> the uh, headphones and stuff. Yeah. The uh, bathroom two, though, is going to be our bathroom. That's going to be our staff bathroom. Yep. And so we're taking out the racing toilet, and the <laughs> racing toilet's coming out, and we're putting in a big shower, like a big shower. So I want to be able to have a big ass shower in there. I want to have uh, like places like. Are we, are we really going to be showering at work that much? Yes, yeah. absolutely. You get off work, you're going out. Yeah, you get Somebody off work. Somebody comes in from out of town. Uh, hey man, whatever, you, you, know. you get out of work at seven o'clock. The guys at Motorsport Scooters in San Diego, the place that they moved into was like a bathroom supply place, and they have this like overly done, beautiful bathroom with like blue tiles and everything. It's gorgeous. Your wife kicks you out of the house. Dude, they, I could live in that place. I could live in their shop. Their bathroom is way nicer than any bathroom I've ever made. Full shower. Are they talking about bringing Jim's gym here or no? I don't know. We'll see. I would. Li- I have some equipment I would like mm-hmm. to bring. If we have room somewhere. I would, I was, dude, I would love gym equipment. Yeah, well, I mean, some some weights, something. Uh, let's you know. figure out. Let's see what the. Let's see what happens first. first. What's that? Let's get. The shower. <laughs> let's, let's make a dollar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. A dollar. A goddamn dollar. The. Uh, but yeah, I want us to be able to have that. We have a big room back in the back that's going to be like our T-shirt printing facility. Yeah, so there's reasonable parking. Yep, it'll be nicer once the tenant trespasser gets out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he would be a tenant if he was paying me rent. The fact he's not paying me rent, he's a trespasser. Right. And but yeah, uh, in you're going to be able to park cars in a garage with a roll-up with, door. With a roll-up door. Like Our vehicles that we own will be out of the elements. Four vehicles, no problem. Easy. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, right in the tunnel. That room right there is a kitchen, and that is going to be our lounge. Nice. So we're going to have, like, that's going to be where you can have a meal. You know, that's we're going to have the fridge in there. we got a sink in there and everything else. We'll bring a microwave, et cetera, a toaster oven, do whatever you got to do in there. And the whole idea being, like, you know, if you want to pack a lunch, there'll be a nice table. There'll be a decent place to have your lunch. Coffee pot. Oh, yeah. Nice this is a perfect space for heat pumps. They're 300% efficient. Yeah. They'd cool this place. You put two heat pumps in here, it would cool this place for a third of the cost of what you're using for your Thank you, unit. Steve. That, that's ironic that you say heat pumps will cool this place. Well, I mean, they, they just heat pumps <laughs> they just can move pump it in heat and they can from pump it inside yeah. or outside. Yeah. You will be in charge ways. of the pumping of the heats. <laughs> yeah. No, they're 400% efficient. I'm in. You will be the. You had me at 93% efficiency. That's why I signed up for last time. When I got the furnace put in my house, the guy said 95% efficient. I was like, you win. (laughs) 
But yeah, I think we're, we're going to do like on-demand water tanks, like stuff. I don't need to be paying to heat water when we use hot water three times a day. I've seen at least yeah. three hot water tanks hooked up and I running know. in here. Randomly weird located hot water tanks, little tiny mutant R two D two hot water tanks, <laughs> like like they came out of some fantasy land. Five Who the hell needs five gallons of hot water? Those direct ones are very expensive. They are. Yeah, I've looked into them. The, They're about six hundred. The on demands. Oh, yeah. I've, worked, I've seen like five thousand. Oh yeah, but oh, I've wow. I've seen them for six hundred. There's really? a company I know of that does them. Yeah, my friends had a couple oh, of them. Yeah. All right. No. Yeah, they're about six hundred bucks for what we need. And then this room right here used to be an X-ray. So if you look on the wall in there, there's this big giant power <clears throat> block, and you'll notice some of the outlets in here have the medical orange thing because this was a chiropractic's office for a mm. while, and they had that was their X-ray room. So their X-ray X-ray room yeah, in there is it Leadland? I have no it's fucking gotta be. idea. Yeah, it, it would have to be. I, w- I would presume. I have no idea. Yeah. But if you look at the power, like the power handler, and that's why when I moved in, one of the basic attractions of this whole building is this whole building is set up for three phase two twenty. That's not so a lot we can door. bring in whatever the hell we want. You know, so for welders and air compressors and all kinds of fun things, you need a big. So that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That's exactly yeah, what you need for that. Well, when I looked at the building, I've looked at probably forty buildings. And this building had the best bones for us. I think for what we are trying to do, this is a good thing. It has a very big showroom, but more importantly, it has a very fucking big service department. <laughs> That's like, we've learned, man, the, all the showroom in the world will not keep you alive as good as a big, good service department. And, and just storage. I mean, you, yeah. like, I was, I'm surprised. I was like, <clears throat> yeah, you got a lot of bikes over at the other right. store, yeah. but you can fit everything you have. In a quarter of this space. Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. I'm very happy with this. You this will never need a storage space, at least... Well, I can't say that with Challenge you. Challenge Phil Waters. I can't, I can't yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge with you. I had to play with the, uh, the AT&T guy came in today, and we had to, you know, make sure the phones worked and got, like, the wireless. We have Wi-Fi right where, where you're sitting right now, by the way. You guys all have Wi-Fi. Sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the company password is... <laughs> the, uh, we'll just write it up on the wall. But, uh, but... We, I was chasing the AT&T guy around, and what I realized is when you go into the door to the service department, and you go all the way around the back and come out the front of what is now the skating shop, the skater shop, that's a long fucking way. Like, you do a few of those laps, you're kind of tired. You oh, so there's, a, there's more building behind this wall? Oh, oh yes, yeah. there is. Oh, Steve Hoffert, you have not <laughs> taken the tour yet. Yeah. yeah. If you knew what was behind this wall right now, you'd be sitting on top of a pile of your own poo, because you'd shit a golden brick. It's uh, it's big, it's tall, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's a guy like you would. If feel you drove by this, yeah, there's you don't, a lot you don't, of shit. You back do there. not realize how much building is here when no, you drive yeah, by past. Maybe your bidet is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's two forklifts back there. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the frontage is nice. I mean, you have a glass. You got yeah. the fishbowl effect. Like, I'm very happy with this spot. Like, I think as a whole, it's going to be a good a good home for us. It's a good home for the podcast because some people live very close to here. <laughs> I'll cash in on that one. Yeah, I mean it's and it's very I mean, it's a stumbling distance from a lot of us, and it's going to be. I, I there's think, a lot of stumblers. Well, Boy, there's a lot of stumblers, and, and it's easier to stumble through Cleveland than it is Avon Lake. Yes, <laughs> very, very true. true. Very true. Super duper easier, and it'll give us the ability to start the podcast earlier and stuff like that too. Yeah, which is convenient for us. 
So yeah, this is going to be good. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff. The ability to do some really cool things in here. And gonna be the, the, sh- the shooting gonna range is going to go. <laughs> well, we discovered. So this was an accident. When you get these three idiots in the room together, um, between me, John, and between Mecklefresh, Chrome, and me, we're all Hi, avid. I'm Phil, this is my friend John. My other friend. friend John. <laughs> <laughs> we like to shoot pistols and drink coffee. <laughs> hey, John. We like guns. Who's this guy in the middle? <laughs> I would be the cream filling. Oh. Get it? Oh. Between two Johns in the John sandwich. Um, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that should actually be a podcast. Between, what is between what's two that, Johns? What's that between two Johns? <laughs> oh, that's the filling. Oh. oh. Grown. You guys need you your feel own. All right to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel. You guys so need good. your own podcast called Between Two Johns. Between Two Johns. Well, we did learn that from the roll-up door to the back wall is about 120, 130 feet. Yeah. Which makes it the most epically biblical shooting range in the city of Cleveland. Because nice. I don't think there's anything better than a 75 foot range. Nice thick block walls. <laughs> yeah, we just have to figure out what is the right energy absorbing material to put. In front of that area, because we can put it Initially, between I would two say just a pile of dirt down there. But no, yeah, we can't do can't a pile do of dirt. Yeah. No, you got to do like sandbags or something similar to that. Some sort of media that will absorb up to a seven six two by thirty nine. About tannerite. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stops a bullet like tannerite. It's Boom! A, it's reactive armor. But and I do think it's also the best cover in the world because. Okay, go in there and shoot. Dude, we're a motorcycle shop. We make loud noises all the goddamn time. It's a backfire. Right. Are you guys shooting in here? Yeah. Why the fuck not? (laughs) It was a a backfire. Right. I don't know what the letter of the law is. I have no idea what the letter of the law is. Yeah, yeah. All backfires sound like... Right. It's not a range if you don't charge money. It's more like... I don't know. I don't know. Accidental discharge, but it's not accidental at all. <laughs> yeah. right. That's what she I said. haven't had an accidental discharge since I was 21. Discharge in the city. Yeah. I don't know, but all I do know is it's my fucking house. It doesn't man. matter. The cops won't be here for like two hours if you yeah, shoot. Yeah, it's Cleveland. I mean. it's yeah, Cleveland. I know it's Cleveland. Yeah. It's Cleveland. But this is day. this is where all the Cleveland cops live. It is. This is the neighborhood that we are surrounded right now by Cleveland yeah. police officers. It's, it's actually a nice here. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice area in Cleveland. Yeah. This so. is a very good spot so to live. Words, hey guys, should right. we need to shoot? Come on right. over. Yeah, we've we've already yeah. had that discussion. We're like, oh, that's a that's a conveniently long, twenty four foot wide tunnel. That's just like. <laughs> Man, I challenge anyone to to use their handgun on a hundred foot long indoor range. That's a challenge. Like, Ooh. yeah, a hundred foot long indoor yeah. range. I see John Chrome taking that challenge. Iron, like, so, uh, iron sights only, gentlemen. Oh, no, come on, come on! It's a hundred feet. Go get, a, go get that pile of pallets and put them all up against. Oh the my God! Yeah, we could we could work for days. Yeah. But that's kind of like, that's one of the, it's like, you get a building, you buy a fucking building, you get weird thoughts in your head, like helicopter landing pad. <laughs> <laughs> the roof is super flat. <laughs> and I'm also thinking about what we can paint on the roof, so when the next Google satellite imagery is up, we have a lot of roof space, guys. We can paint whatever we want up there. Are we thinking about doing, like, helicopter motorcycle deliveries? I was just thinking about it, like... Like That'd a be big pretty cool. Middle finger on the roof, <laughs> or like just to make sure it's like when we do the Google image search and we're like, I think just the word cunt. <laughs> I, we oh, could just a little 
running penis chasing a little running vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to put a scooter up on the roof? There have been thoughts. We have a thought about a putting a bike up there. We've thought about a bike on a stick. To the gods of we thought about putting a bike on a stick because we have a lot of a stick. yeah. We've had we got a lot of room up there. We could do you bike on a stick. A motorcycle? We're getting all the new awnings oh, replaced stick. and stuff. So yeah, I mean it's we have the opportunity to do all kinds of stupid stuff like you know an illuminate an, an illuminated motorcycle on a stick. Nice. In front of the shop. Rotating slowly. <laughs> With the headlight just on constant hunt. <laughs> smoke coming out of it. Smoke coming out of it. Yes! Smoke out of it's Oh, that's great. Like those old coffee signs yeah. with the smoke coming out of them. Oh, that's genius. I love that. That's so cool. So, yeah. It's, it's got to be a CX500. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just for some reason. There's yeah, enough of those around. Just for some reason, yeah. it just has to be a CX500. There's enough of those roaming around. We could put a different one of those up every six months. <laughs> we could just put one up until it gets weathered enough. Because we'd find one every six months. Oh, and then we'd shit. probably end up selling it. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. The CX is burned out. I'll buy it. Trying to change the CX. <laughs> hey, oh boy, I want to buy that bike on that stick. Oh, man. That bike on that stick looks like it's running really nice. I used to have one of those. Oh, shut the Leave fuck up. Leave the exhaust out of that. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. That light's burning Ooh, real bright. Make it so you can start it up. Have a little switch and a thing on the pole. Yeah. Turn the key on. Ooh. <laughs> turn it off. You have an articulated mannequin that kickstarts it. No. You could have God. a bike. <laughs> now you've gone too far. A bike up there that actually runs and it controls its rotation. No. You guys. So when the, wheel, went, when the wheel turns. Phil finally said no. Come on, it, just bike on a stick. Line. Bike on a stick with the lights illuminated, and then at nighttime, people are going to drive down the road and be like, there's a motorcycle 23 feet in the air with all of its lights and turn signals and shit on. <laughs> Running, backfiring. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Producing exhaust. But it needs instant start. Okay. I'll... How many times... Because Suzuki would make sure it had instant start. And then how many times would some jackal <laughs> climb that fucking pole Still to get a picture fun. of himself sitting on that motorcycle 23 feet in the air? Oh was, my god, there would be so many assholes from fucking Smedley's, Smedley's oh. across the street. Oh my god. <laughs> go get on the bike, okay, go so get a picture you for Facebook. Video surveillance system, maybe going to happen in this No, state? not Harbor Freight. Um, I've been very well, happy. I've been very happy with my Foscam setups. The Foscams are really nice. They're affordable. You can do them all through your phone. Yeah. You can have up to eight cameras. Mm-hmm. You can pan and tilt. You have Wi Fi network, so they're all Wi Fi. They're all Wi Fi in. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, yeah, I think that I might stick with that and do everything. You know, I can back it up to the cloud every. You know, Are you going to put one in, in just the customer bathroom or also one in the. No, we're going to put, uh, we're gonna put the, the wireless cameras in all the bathrooms. <laughs> okay. So we can be like, where's Johnny Chrome? I ain't seen him for a while. Okay, check camera four. Oh, he's playing with the bidet again. <laughs> Look, he's got himself four feet away from it. <laughs> that man can control the stream. Intercom system. Um, we do want to do an intercom system. We thought that'd be a good idea because the place is kind of big. Paging James. Right. Paging James. Oh. Please, it's how much fun. Paging Mr. Herman. Ground Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call. Mr. Robertson to the front desk. <laughs> Mr. Robertson to the front desk. Yeah. I'm glad you got that. Yeah, I think it would be. A, I think it would be a lot Ooh, of fun. The bullhorn outside, piping music out to the street. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Just like Ryan Kitchen hates from the fucking dealership across oh my from his god. shop. <laughs> and then have it all set up on motion sensors, so the second somebody walks in the door. 
all the lights and sound come on. <laughs> so it doesn't... Dr- it's like, and she just always plays Smooth Criminal by uh, oh Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. It's, it's, like, it's the best idea and the worst idea ever. To have a big spot. Yeah, it's, it's something. Building it out is terrifying, but also... A good waste of my resources. Oh, for kind of, <laughs> of your limited resources. It's a good waste of my res- limited resources. Yeah. If anybody wants to know where all my money's going. So uh, stop right. by uh, Sunday. Stop by on Sunday and tear out some shit. Yeah. The uh, I know for the next I know for the next solid year. Free shit on Sunday. Uh, for the next solid year, we are going to be very busy because uh, we have a big project in front of us, and we don't like to hire out our work. God damn it. Is this ceiling staying? No. Not for the whole term, but for the short term it is. Because what's above it... Except for those parts. We're going to fix that. (laughs) Okay? So we're going to fix it, put all new tiles in, so they aren't stained and nasty. But, yes, there's nothing less attractive than a drop ceiling. We're going to take the ceiling fans out because they make the place feel... Except the rusted metal ceiling that's above it. Right. The rusted metal ceiling that's above it looks pretty bad. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to live with this for this summer... Get it operational. And then next winter, when we go down, slow down for the winter time, we're going to do one half of the room at a time. Didn't you do a spray something? Yes, I've done there? this a few times. Yeah, I've done it a few first times. Rodeo. Spray yep. insulation? Or? What I've done is I, there's a product called Dry Fall. It's, it's no relation to the podcast at all. But anyway, you can spray it. And it's uh, beautiful, deep, thick coverage. And you can use, uh, you can rent a 1500 PSI, you know, Sherwin-Williams painter. And you can not even get on a ladder. And you can shoot this shit from ground level. And it'll travel 20, 25 feet. And it hits. And when it falls, it's already dry before it hits the ground. You sweep it up with a broom. So you Hmm. basically just go through. And for this, I would say... You're like a web slinger. You're a web slinger, but you're you're (laughs) slinging gallons and gallons of white paint. And uh, it is... (laughs) Been there. Been there, done that. (laughs) uh, But then I think what we're going to do is we'll we'll tear the grid ceiling out one side at a time. Because what happens is grid ceilings are stupid looking, and I haven't found a good a way to make them attractive, but they keep the heat in so much yeah. better. And when you take the grid ceiling out, instantly the room becomes cold because all your heat goes up to that three feet that used to be protected by the grid ceiling. So there's well, big trade-offs. And then you add your ceiling fans to, right. to move the air around. Down, right. so. And your heat pump. And the, the multiple heat pumps. The yeah. heat pumps use the room yeah. as the... What's that? The flashing light? You see that? Yes. What? It was a flashing white light. Yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the ceiling. It's like right there. Dude, there are five or six fluorescent fixtures that are only on right now because they're the ones I didn't cut through with the Sawzall. Oh, wow. That, that, that I one didn't just, turn that off one a, just flashed. Dude, like, I didn't boom. turn off a single breaker. Oh. I believe in... Total des- total, destruction. Total <laughs> absolute confidence. I went total through annihilation. Your insurance yep. policy is paid up, right? I went through total confidence, and I did fine Your knowing life that everything was on, up. and I'm careful with where I saw. And John Haney, that one box that's hanging down there, John Haney grabbed the box and started pulling on it. Well, the breaker wasn't turned off, and all of a sudden, we lost half the light fixtures. <laughs> Thanks, John. No. But it's okay. Like, people, like I surgically <clears throat> construct shit. He was Mondo Gorilla. He wouldn't even wear gloves. Mongo was like... Rage. Yeah. If you want the electrical work, I can help you out with that. Good. Excellent. Very good. Because that's what we need. Once that wall comes down, when that wall comes down, Steve, we're going to need to do proper electrical. And I mean, I want to have it our way. Like, so every outlet says what breaker's on it. 
you know, so that we can know. How you having to make Darby? Huh? In on that? Darby's working too hard right now. Okay. So Darby's working too hard right now. He's got the kid, and he can't get away from. You know, he's he's overloaded right now. So we'll we'll get through it. But yeah, so that's the game. So Monday, but Monday we have to tear down this really kick-ass wall. Sunday we have to tear down that qual- that wall in there and like power wash an entire five thousand square foot service department. Dude, this uh, is going to be silly. Do you have out. enough hose outlets for the power washers? We're gonna like, we're like, gonna take a tour when this is done and we're okay. gonna evaluate that situation. Because I have a you know a, a decent power washer and I we can have bring, at least so. two outlets. We have at least right. two hoses. I mean, at least two faucets. I have a gas and an electric. Rock on. I have a gas. I have a gas one, too. Look at that. Two, three, four, and James has got the Ryobi, the crazy things. How's the water going to drain out of that room? There's two floor drains. There are four drains. We haven't seen if they work yet. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're going to find out. about to find out. (laughs) Unless you have to pee about 20 gallons, all I think we're going to do is make that drain smell real bad. (laughs) Congratulations. You've achieved a bad-smelling drain. Sounds like my garage. (laughs) Yeah. So it's gonna be fun. I think I think we got I think we got everything it's in the world. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a giant pain in the ass. Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna be fun. Oh, what's that? Bathroom suit. Yeah, there. just go through right. there. You can't miss cool. it, man. So uh, I'll give you a frog if you let me come over and power wash. <laughs> I thought your daughter. Do- I thought your daughter really liked that frog. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe she still has that frog. Oh, she has a gecko. A gecko. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That was the Mark Twain. The, the yeah. I'll give you a frog if you let me wash that picket fence. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. The, uh, my God, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. So I want to talk about XS 650s. I've had this like weird, all of a sudden in the past two weeks, I've had more close encounters with Yamaha XS 650s than in the past 20 years. Isn't deep down that your spirit bike? You've had a couple. I've had a couple of them and they've always been damn good. Like, I've always had them, and they've always been go-to reliable bikes. They've been building them for a long fucking time. What do you think? What, 68, 69? Something like that. First year for those things? Something like that. The XS1 was a 69 or 70, okay. I think. So it's been around Yamaha for a was coming long out with time. those, and Honda was coming out with a four-cylinder superbike. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Yamaha had set its sights on the English market, and Honda had set its sight on the yeah, planet. They all right. they, they all did the... the yeah. Asian Triumph thing. I mean, the Asian Triumph is exactly W650, right. W650, Kawasaki. Yep. Yeah. 650 Yamaha Twin. Yamaha Twin, yeah. It was yeah. the XS1 when it first right. came out. But um, the reason I think that the XS... Honda did it with a 450, but it still made almost as much power. It made damn near the same power, yeah. <laughs> the, the Black Bomber made nearly the same power and got there three years earlier, or four yeah. years earlier. Yeah, it was like, oh, well, Yamaha's managed to successfully merge a Triumph with a Black Bomber and created their own 650. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is, you know, this podcast, we started by being vintage bike rodeo. Like, you got a fucked up bike, or you're getting a fucked up bike, or you want to buy a cheap fucked up bike, and you want to wrangle it. And I know that in past... You got fucked up and bought a bike. You got fucked up and bought a bike. (laughs) Generally, that's the way it happens. Right. Now you got to deal with it. So I've got a couple of emails from some of our listeners that said, hey, man, we're, you, have, you guys haven't talked about vintage bikes in a long time. Mm. We and actually haven't. I know, and that's yeah, why we're talking about the venerable Yamaha XS650. And I know that in previous uh, podcasts... Uh, bulletproof motorcycle. The passing of the Knob Creek. The, uh, <laughs> in previous podcasts, we've spent a lot of time Justin, talking like about... some of my Knob Creek? Only for creeks. 
Uh, Sorry, previous podcast we've talked about. We've talked about the Honda CB350 as being probably one of our favorite motorcycles Mm -hmm. ever. But it does... CB750, too. Also true. Yeah. And... CB54. Right. Once again, you're a fucking mutant. Uh, (laughs) Ah, no, yeah. I agree with you, man. It's a weird-ass fucking motorcycle. I like 354 cylinders turned sideways in front of a BMW transmission. (laughs) That was a great... (laughs) (laughs) That took my idea. (laughs) All right, let Phil talk. So, I think, though, that as good as the Honda CB350 is, and it is, it's fantastic... It's really not the bike you want to be going down the freeway on, especially if you have a person behind you. I like, can. You know, it's got a short wheelbase. It's a little squirrely. It's a small bike. Yeah. I, I can definitely say that from experience. And now you add a passenger to that, and now you're kind of uh, it's out of its league at that point. So, but one thing that we, the one thing that I can say is, I got to tell you, every I've had a whole lot of XS six fifties, and they usually have plenty of grunt. They'll run down the road eighty miles an hour. With a 150-pound passenger behind me, and you can put luggage and windshields and all kinds of crap on them. They do tend to hold up well under those loads. They're built pretty goddamn strong, you know. They've got good quality rims on them. They've got good quality frames. The motors are... Are they cast or are they spoke? What's that? You know what? I've had them come with both, yeah, both. but <laughs> the old spoke ones were like the rain gutter Araya rims mm-hmm. that are bulletproof. They're strong. Uh, they're just really good, beautiful rims that hold up under any kind of a load. Akrant. Yeah, or Araya. Yeah, I can't remember but which who made Both. them. But, yeah. <coughs> but they were nice. The rain gutter rims, they looked really good. And then they had a fairly aesthetically pleasing set of cast spokes mm-hmm. yeah. on the, the uh, special. Yes. Series, the XS650 yeah. special. Series. Those were just a copy of Lester Mags. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that's all they were. Much. They yeah. were the most blatant ripoff in the history of ripoffs of Lester Mags. Lester's an Ohio company, by the way, god damn it, who made mag, mag wheels for motorcycles. I had a and, special uh, that had spoke rims. Yeah, well, they made them. Yeah, the one that uh, yeah, we sold at Up uh, until Mid-Ohio. 1979 or yeah. whatever they did. It was, it was yeah. uh, 80. Yeah. It used to be a time when they were thick on the ground, but I don't know. They're kind of drying up a and, little bit. Well, they're not. They're starting to come around again. Okay, you're fine. Well, because people. Oh, they're coming in the shop like crazy. Okay. okay. They're coming in the shop like mad. People are calling all the time. And I looked on Craigslist, and there's four of them in our area right now on Craigslist. It's none of them are more than three fifty, and none of them are more than eight hundred bucks. Because okay. you've got that goddamn purple clown bike. And I know you're, you're now the fucking excess oh whisperer. Fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> the Pied Piper of fucking excesses now. Fucking Why ICP. do people always want to hardtail those? Well, that's what. That's a good. Thank you for bringing that because up. It makes a good chop. It I, does make a good yeah, chop. Yeah, but why? Because it's not a Triumph. It's a parallel twin, like a Triumph. It's infinitely more rideable, and I can tell you, based on that horrible thing that I rode two weeks ago for 140 miles in one day, <laughs> it does actually kind of get the job done. I'm not saying I'm going to run right out and buy one. I already did. Uh, but <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's actually pretty goddamn good at being the freak show that it is. Probably better so than a wrong hand shifting four speed triumph. Well, people you know? are even like rephasing the motors on them. Yes, you know, yeah. and, and instead of going for the three hundred and sixty, right. they're, they're doing the two hundred and seventy rephase. Yeah, it's like what the f- the why? fact that somebody makes equipment that you can buy to do that for a motorcycle that could potentially be 
46 fucking years old must mean that there's a lot of demand out there or why would people take the time to research but it? But I think it, it produces more torque at 270. Yes, it does. And, and, so. it, and it says potato. <laughs> yeah, it's not potato. <laughs> right. It makes it sound authentic. Instead of just sounding like a normal running motor, it goes but And there's it seems to be a limitless resource of shit. Like, you know, you want electronic ignition kits? Oh yeah. There's four to choose from. Five to choose oh, from. Oh dude, the biggest one of the biggest websites for those is Mike's XS Mike's 650. SS. We can't do this podcast without appearing to be an advertisement for Mike's XS. Only because he's done he, such a good job of cornering the market. And he sells absolutely every fucking thing you could ever want and for And I've ordered thousands of dollars worth of parts from him for customers' bikes. Honda has a CB750. Kawasaki has a KZ900. Yeah. Yamaha has the XS650. I think you're right. As far as overall yeah. bikes that are... Oh. Yes. Is, wait, you don't do... Oh. Well, what does Suzuki you have? have? something to say. What does Suzuki have? A billion horrible GS. GS is shit. A billion horrible GS. With skulls all over it. It has my coveted 400. The GS 550, GS 850, GS 850 E, the GS 11,100. Yeah, the 1100 E was like an icon. The DRZ 400. God damn it. We're talking about old bikes. To this day. Yeah. The go GS1100 off, go off to the racetrack yeah. and yeah. look and at the start. bottom ends on the pro stock bikes. Right. Yeah. They're 1100 E motors, 1150 E motors. Christmas over there, look, going GS450. They're going GS450. <laughs> Don't hate on me too hard. Don't hate on me too bad. And there's. Did you ever like, see that one, Phil? Uh, this is going to translate really well to the podcast. Oh, jeez. Oh, look at that. Two. Okay. Is that yeah. a. That's, a, that's an three. XS650 chopper. Okay. Springer front end. 650 that I had. Yeah. Wow. And that's really tastefully done. I mean, Yeah, it's well done, man. That's what it should look like. Harley wheels. That's exactly what it's supposed to look like. And that's why a million of them ended up that way. Because you could do that for like 300 bucks. No, no. Three grand. Yeah, but I'm saying you could build that very affordably, have a bike that was fun to ride, everything else, and sell it and actually end up with some money in your pocket. Out of a bike you bought for 600 800 bucks out of the, you know, Craigslist or Trading Times back in the day. I mean, day. no matter what's out there, I mean, there's somebody who's yeah. into it all the way. Like, yeah. for instance, there's people who are into, like, the Ford Fiestas. And, hey, Sean. Uh, <laughs> they're willing to, you know, go, Wait, go. Should, should Phil chime in <laughs> on, on that note? I, I love those cars. We didn't even It doesn't even matter have... how, like, weird or goofy or cheap or lame it is. Somebody's into it. We did well, you know, that. And and then there's those kids that like to you know tune. Their, I own one. They're Honda I Civics. I bought it. We didn't even play the game. What did you buy this week, Phil? Because I bought a goddamn building. But I also bought a Ford Fiesta from 1979 and had to go to. You can't autocross the building though. No, I can't autocross the building. <laughs> you know, every time he drives a car, it's a party. It's a party. And you know what's funny is since I bought that goddamn car, I've been singing ba 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 ba. Fiesta by the uh, Pie Tasters and uh, prior oh. to that, uh, Shane McGowan, those guys. But, but it was yeah. a travesty Probes, yeah. when they went from the Fiesta to the Festiva. Of course it was. Yeah. The Festiva was a pile of crap. No, the Fiesta was a damn good car. Yeah. As, as evidenced by the fact that I'm driving a 40 year old one right now. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think that, that car, like the Opals. No, I haven't Opals driven it, but I did Germany. sit in it yeah. last right. night. And then they, they stopped production in Germany and they right. went to Japan and, right. and, and then those things totally. were rusty pieces oh, yeah. of crap. 
The I mean, the car I have is. Yep, we're in Cleveland. It's a three thousand yep. dollar car no that's from nineteen seventy nine, but looks like it's brand new, and drives like it's nineteen seventy nine. You forget how shitty cars were in nineteen seventy nine. You just forget, and then you forget how shitty a shitty car was in nineteen seventy nine. Because like it's loud, like it makes. <laughs> there's sensory things that happen when you hit bumps. Okay. It's not like today, where a brand new Ford Festiva or Fiesta is like. A Ford Focus. Everything is quiet and, and good and tight and secure. I definitely don't forget how shitty my dad's Datsun D200 was back That's, then. Yeah, if you ever had a Chevette, think oh, about like I the Dodge Omni, the Chevette, the Ford Fiesta. Chevette up your ass. fighting for that same small pile of money. I always wanted one of those just so I could, somebody, you know, your friends say, what are you doing, man? Look at my vet. Taking the vet out. Yeah, the Chevette mm-hmm. irreplaceable <laughs> air filter. You had to replace the entire. Inter- yeah, the entire the whole thing. You had to replace. That's that yeah. was the air filter. Yeah. Was the <laughs> yeah, I was it like 120 bucks or something? Yeah, yeah, that was point, ridiculous. I'm thinking I may have made a rash decision. I'm thinking <laughs> maybe, maybe you never do that. I'm thinking <laughs> after driving it at 80 miles an hour from Avon Lake to Manor that maybe. I don't think I overpaid. I think that somebody else will pay me five hundred dollars more than I paid to liberate it from my garage. Could be like a rally car or something. It could be. I mean, they made a lot of rally cars out of them because they were light. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get in your head. I'm not. Mine's not going to be a rally car. I I predict mine is going to leave the driveway before I have the opportunity to make it. it. (laughs) Like the Triumph. I'm going to keep it perfectly (laughs) stuck. Yes, just like the Triumph. It's going to show up. Whip Ryan into a frenzy and sell it to him. No, no, no. Ryan would never. Ryan would never give me three thousand dollars for that car. Ryan is a buck a cc kind of guy, and yeah, right. believe me, that's an eleven hundred cc motor true, in that man. car, and I think that's about for what he $3, would pay. Three thousand dollars. He wants like six Miatas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you buy Bring things that you out. like. You buy Bring things. Out. You buy things from your past. Right, and I mean, I just I drove a Dodge Omni and I hated it and it was a piece of shit. But I've always been envious of the, what, even since the prototype of that car was called the Bobcat Project. And I mean, it was designed. I mean, that's an Italian design car built in Germany. And I thought they always looked good when I was a kid. I thought they were cool looking. And when the rally cars came out, I thought they were gorgeous as rally cars. I bought it and I realized, you know what? Did you think it was like, well, I could use this to go back from my house to Mentor and say I, Well, gas. it's 40 miles per gallon. So, right. I mean, in that regard, <laughs> it's still 40 miles per gallon, but gas is actually fairly cheap. And it right will now. actually go 80 miles an hour. Oh, it'll go 80 miles an hour the whole way to Mentor and back. Yeah, sure. not a problem. But I don't think it's a bad buy. I'm not so will my anything. Buick with, you know, AC and <laughs> yeah. 25 miles per gallon and, you know, absolutely oh, no, lap no, of luxury vibrating yeah. seats. Yeah. 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 Yeah, see, the thing with Ryan is he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, and and to be able to tow a trailer, sure. So put that and your uh, ICP one in the show notes this week. Exactly, yeah, we'll put those in the show notes. The copy of John Chrome's old XS650 and my new XS650, the ICP bike. The uh, (laughs) The ICP bike. So, okay. I was going to say, the same thing with your Fiesta. My E3 Mm -hmm. is sitting in my garage. It's my nightmare now. Yeah, exactly. I just purchased a problem. So I just got to get... So what are you doing with your XS? Okay, well, so we've got this challenge I kind of threw out here to our podcast group. And I said, look, if you had this excess, thanks for John McAfee, by the way, for always bringing us back on target. He's the moderator. He's totally the moderator, man. Totally. Thank you. 
He's like he's like Squirrel Wrangler. It's a, he's he's kind of like the Eeyore of the group. <laughs> okay. Wow, the Eeyore of the group. I don't know, man. Close okay, me. okay, guys. What are you gonna okay. do? Okay. So what do you Let's do? Let's talk about You just bought a $500 XS650. You're lucky enough to have just bought a $500 XS650. I'm assuming I have to first get it running. Well, let's just talk about... <laughs> first, you have to order a new charging system for it. Then... Well, hold on. Let's and just say you bought a Normally, bike. second gear is shit. So. I disagree. No. No, I told you. That's a relatively rare problem, I think. No, I think that's Only yours had that problem. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> that was <laughs> yours. That was the Yamaha. Second gear is shit on mine. Yeah. The 1100s. The every other 1100 has no second no gear. No second gear, right. Okay, Bruce so. Uh, VMAX with no second gear. Does yeah. he really? Yeah, yeah. I told him that bike would have no second gear. Yeah, yeah. I told uh, him. I told him. I said, that price is too good. There's no second gear in that bike. I'm pretty <clears> sure it's just the Paul. He doesn't know. I doubt it. V Maxes well, got shifted into second gear using all of the V Maximus. Crunch, I've heard more people miss every bit of your foot. Things. Crunch, 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 and that yeah. thing's just ten thousand RPM, hundred and some horsepower, grinding teeth into dust. Fuck you, second gear. Yeah, yeah. If you don't get it the first I don't time, need you. And then the panic move is when they realize they didn't catch it all the way. They don't pull the clutch back in. They hit it up without the clutch. Yes. And that just takes, like, there's a whole tooth. Yeah. So you can do that, like, 12 times. Yeah. The, uh, it, the brass <laughs> just drains out the bottom. Yes. Synchronizers are It comes out of your oil filter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. VMAX is oh, very hard on second gear. And that's just, well, you know, second gear in the, That's because in, people who didn't change. really know how to launch a bike bought them and then went out and launched the bike. And realize that when you're accelerating that violently, timing and clutching is more significant. It's more important. Yeah, every bike's got its own nuances. Yeah. You have like the old BMWs. Yeah. You have to shift it like you have yeah. to shift like yeah. you have to be assertive. You have to shift from the hip. Right. Yeah. Not from the <laughs> knee. You literally shift from the hip. But I've found yeah. that the Ural yeah. oh, boy. has to be babied Back and to the it Ural. shifts perfectly. Really? But yeah. you can't oh, shift it like a BMW. Drive it like a tractor. No, like because there's only four teeth on all the gears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just square. Yeah, they're just <laughs> it's not a gear. It's just a square. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect gear. It's just a square. Screaming yellow zonker. Yeah. Did yeah. anyone listen to uh, today's podcast? Nope. Nope. Not yet. Some no, of us had Chris. To... Nope. Oh, well, uh, you slept through it. Some of us. You'll <laughs> <laughs> see what happened when you listen to it. Yeah, yeah. It's shit in my ears. So, okay, so back to So what to I the, would do with my $500. What would you do with your $500 XS? Let's just say for the sake of argument, yeah. this one happens to run. Okay. You so bought it, it's running. You don't have to clean the shit out of it or anything right. like, like that. Because we're going to skip through all that shit. We, we've told people how to wake a bike up before. Now let's mm-hmm. talk about, you happen to have gotten an XS650, which apparently based on the emails and People coming into my shop. A lot of people have them. So is the r- exhaust rusted out? <clears throat> sure. Let's say it's got yeah, a modicum sure. of rust on it. Yeah, okay. So I mean, come on. I mean, it's a paint? 19... Has it been, is it black, flat black? It's a 1974. It's probably Some flat black. Spray, <laughs> black. <laughs> spray bombed it. Okay, so flat we're not black. talking about anything worth keeping stock or original. No, what let's have fun with, with it. Yeah, what would you do with it, John? Sips beer. <sighs> Ponders. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably just ride the shit out of it just like it is. Just ride it the way it is. I'd stick a bunch of stickers Agreed. I'd throw some bags on it. Yeah. I'd put a windshield. I'd make it just a, a good ride. Just ride the shit out of it. 
They, I don't think I would ever really be interested in like totally like. I mean, obviously, I would probably lean towards if I was going to do something, it might be cafeing it out. But I probably first wouldn't. thing I did with mine when I got that green one years ago, and I bought it years ago. I went and I was like, you know, I'm, I'll adjust. I'll put new points and condenser in it. And then I went, fuck that, electronic ignition. So I just immediately put electronic ignition in. Pemco. Right away. Instant. Boom. First thing I did. And all of a sudden, I had a spark that you could weld with. Like, it was amazing. Those Pemco ignitions yep. are fucking bullet. And it went from being a bike that was electric start, no problem. Kick start, four or five kicks it would start. To being a bike that was electric start, would start before your finger got off the button, or kick start would start halfway through your first stroke. So I was instantly born again hard on like, that is the, that's one of those motorcycles that just an electronic ignition saves you so much trouble. It makes the bike light years better right off the bat. And and fairly that, inex- inexpensive, easy to yes, do. Yes, gonna... super easy to install. The instructions that came with it were on the money. Yeah. And you the, you the, couldn't argue with it. What, uh, yeah. What's his name, Jeff? Pamco? Mm. I don't know. Shit, I forget. Pamco Pete? Oh yeah, Pete. Pamco you're right. Pete. You're right. Pamco Pete. Pamco Pete. Uh, he. Yeah. I mean, those ignitions that he builds yeah. are just it was fucking spot fantastic. On. And uh, the next thing I did, because my bike did have beautiful stock factory exhaust on it, so I left them the hell the way they were. Right. I put modern, vintage-looking rubber on it because the t- man. When I bought that bike, the tires on it were like 25 years old already. Dudes and tires. They, they got wood. plenty of tread left. They did too. <laughs> they had beautiful tread left in them, and the bike oh, had so like 32,000 miles on it. I did not have original paint, but it was a nice redo. Yeah, mine was dark just, green paint. It was dark job. green. It was pretty looking. You know? It might have been fun to put like buy a decal set and put on that just to. Give well, it I ran it and I didn't realize how out of adjustment the valves were. Because I was running it for like two weeks and I was just like, I think this thing should just have more guts. It just it pulls, but it doesn't pull super duper great. And so I put the electronic ignition on, and while I was putting the electronic ignition, I was like, you know, mm. while I'm here, I should probably do a valve adjustment, which is not hard to do on that bike at all. I did the valve adjustment and realized that my exhaust valve was almost completely zeroed out for both cylinders, and my one intake was like at 12 thou, and my other intake was like at 1 thou. And that was probably <laughs> cold. It was cold. It was cold. Oh, it was terrible. And then once I did the valve adjustment, I, uh, I obviously went through all my fluids, and I was amazed at how great that motorcycle was. Like at that point, a 32,000-mile goddamn near 40-year-old motorcycle just was running like a rape tape. I mean, it was totally happy. never seemed to have any cam chain issues, you know what I no, mean? No, like I didn't. Some and of the bikes get a rattly clamp. No. Excesses don't seem They to have seem that. to be more durable than some of the Honda variety bikes as far as a quiet cam chain goes. Yeah, 350s always seem to rattle. That's just the nature yeah. of Hondas. Yeah, they, 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 they sound yeah. like sung yeah. machines. They do sound, they do have a noise to them. Now, Brakes. That's when you know that everything's working. Man. When you don't hear that. That had a front disc brake. It had a front disc brake, but that front disc brake was one of those fucking hockey pucks, man. Yeah. It was just like the hardest substance known to man. <laughs> Lifetime guarantee on a brake pad. You know, and that should never be the case. Guaranteed to last forever. And Jesus. Never stop. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I couldn't believe I would just, I would grab that fucking that front brake lever and just crush it for all I was worth and it would decelerate the bike like 10 miles an hour. So I did all the stuff. I did a stainless steel brake line first. I pulled my caliper off, cleaned everything out of it, 
took my master cylinder, cleaned everything out of it completely, <coughs> put a stainless steel brake line on it. And that's another thing, nice thing about XS650. Virtually every brake line on the planet fits. Right. It's hard to find a brake line that doesn't fit, a brake hose that doesn't fit. Because it's like everything on that motorcycle might as well just be called UJM. <laughs> like, what size headlight does it use? Japanese. <laughs> Japanese. What size handlebars? Japanese. What size brake cal? Japanese. Like, fuck, man. They did build that bike to be like the AK-47. It's just shit ports <laughs> everywhere. And that, was that just springs front suspension? It didn't have air caps or No, anything. it just had over oil over springs. That's all it was. And Not bad. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It, it was pretty divey. It wasn't awesome. If I were to get one today, I would probably change that if I planned on keeping it. And I would also go to a either later model brake system. And it wouldn't be hard to find like a set of brakes for an 85 or an 86. Mm-hmm. And probably just, <laughs> they'd probably just fall onto it. Or maybe even a double disc or something from a later bike. Probably thick on the ground. Probably out of an XS750 <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, easy swap. It would be an easy swap to put any kind of like getting that stuff to be interchangeable, and I think that's what makes the XS650 such a good, affordable motorcycle because it has no problem going 100. I had my bike up to almost 120 miles an hour, uh, full tuck, laying on the tank, ripping. You know, once I got the tires and everything sorted out and felt safe on it, I was very okay with riding that bike at over 100. It was a good, solid bike at over 100 miles an hour. So I think if somebody's looking at going out and getting a good fucking cheap and easy to get parts for and a billion YouTube videos, you know, and you can put a good, you can put a good stator in it. You can put a, put a good voltage regulator in it. You can put all kinds of cool shit in it for cheap, you know, and spend very little money. No, you're going to have to because the stock ones are shit. Yeah, but I mean, it's all, it's all, and it look, plugs in. What do you think? Leave the motor alone. I, mean, I would say leave the motor alone, man. Why? Why mess with it? It's. I think it's carbs, a good solid you're, lump. You're pretty much going to just live with the stock carbs. The, I mean, the yeah, stock yeah. carbs worked fine on it. What are you going to? You, the ones no I had. You're not going to improve that I mean, anyway. They're yeah. B series, but B, BS series. They're BS. They're BS. Series. BS. Yeah. yeah. They're a 34 millimeter BS series, and they work fine. Make them work right. Yeah. That's about it. Or they, just put on a rubber s- boots. I think yeah. yours at one point the rubber intake boots were a little loose. Tightening those down made it. That is such a popular bike that. I don't know if it's Mike's SS. Somebody makes. They do. Yeah. Somebody makes nice billet. Billet. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. Yeah. They're gorgeous. It's just a simple, uh, like a piece of hose yeah. mm-hmm. to connect the manifold right. to the car. Yeah. Spike Infinitely out. rebuildable. Yeah. Easy to do. I'm telling you, I think that might be the right bike. And, okay, you want to make it a cafe? Great. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Next week, you want to make it. Oh, Something else, go right ahead. The build that I liked was the guy who was riding one down way back when at mid-Ohio, and he had turned his into sort of like a uh, walking dead bike. He had the like the knobby tires oh, did on he? it. <laughs> it was like... Uh, that would looked, be a really good setup. It looked really cool. I mean, yeah, it was that would be a really fun setup. Big, fat, like, block tires, front yeah. and back, and motocross bars. And the motor's perfect. The yeah. motor actually delivers everything that you would need out of it, just like an average street bike. You know, it's it's fine. You know, it'll it'll oh, get, it gives you a proper 650 cc. Yeah, and so. it feels fun to ride, and it feels like it's enthusiastic. Nice. <clears throat> and I think it's perfectly fine at its at its 360 yeah. setup. I don't think you have to rephase it like a lot of the, oh, I think a lot of the guys. It's, yeah, I think it's fine. Like I can, to do. I you know, grab my wife, throw my wife on the back. Like the stock seat, the factory seat was comfy. You know, it didn't need to be changed. 
throw her on the back and all that. Now, granted, near like 78 and later, they got a little sway back. They started falling victim to that, like, <clears throat> let's drop the frame out, make it into a cruiser-looking thing. By 81, especially with things like the Midnight Special, they'd gotten a little weird. They'd start to get a little too much Trans Am. Uh, I'm not the, saying the, Camaro, a little too much Trans Am. The, the, the Special evol- was the one. Evolving into a Virago. <laughs> yeah, they did evolve into a Virago. Well, You're that right. was... Yeah. Well, yeah, at that point, everything seen, evolved you know, into a Virago. That was when they came out with the Heritage Series. Yes, the Heritage the Series. The special kind of sort of had that scene. I didn't understand what Heritage the were they heritage talking about. The cut frame. Because the Heritage... Heritage usually means we're going back to the way we used to do things. No. And then they brought this bike out that was like, we're going back to the way Harley Davidson is looking right now and doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, we're stealing... Yes. We're stealing was... a lowrider... A Laura Ryder Sportster Love Child. 80, when did they come out? 82? 80, yeah, 82. Oh, wait. didn't properly copyright Heritage. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> the, the running joke about those used to be the Heritage Edition was the Willie G Edition. Uh, it still looks like a swayback <laughs> horse to me so bad. The at, at the same, same time. time. Race, Dude, race, go to the racing race, toilets. Race, race, racing race. toilets. The racing shitters. Yeah. Get to the racing but shitters. Those lend themselves Have a pissing contest. To just about anything. They lend themselves well to cafe racers. Yeah. Look, they lend themselves well to the street tracker look. Uh, the one that came into my shop uh, over there the other day, 100% full, probably 1976 Vetter fairing. <laughs> the big uh, one. The cutter. Ooh. The, the, the wind cutter. So it had the wind, wind cutter on it. Two. Yeah. And it had... <laughs> Um, some very big bags. The bike's a 76, and it's, uh, the bags and the, the wind jam are all white gel coat. <laughs> the triangular bags? Or uh, no, the they're the big, ones. they're the Rick big, Tank. like, That's kind of cop looking. Slant. They, they, these are the uh, slant, the slant, yeah. like the Harley slant bag okay, style. Okay. I think they're made by Shoei. That's <coughs> totally police but issue. I got on this thing, and he's got, like, buckhorn handlebars. <laughs> Jesus. When you sit on this bike, you are sitting in like this perfect upright sit up and beg riding position, and your handlebars are like. Does it have the big double bucket, Mike Corbin? Of course it does. Ah, I hate those fucking things. It has a ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, those are. Ridiculous. <laughs> the pleats. Fucking 15 inch wide has, seat. Yeah. With, the seat has got. With a six inch bucket on the front. There's probably 20. In the back. There's probably 20 or 30 buttons on this seat. You know? <laughs> and you could tell that you could have ordered this thing in like suede, Naga High. No, I misspoke. That wasn't Mike Corbin back then. It was CG, Corbin Gentry. Corbin Gentry. Well, that, this, has got, this one's got a definite dope goes. And then on the dashboard of this thing, you could tell that somebody used to have a big, big radio in there, and speakers were probably mounted everywhere. And there's a windproof J.C. Whitney lighter that looks like a CB radio microphone, but you press the button and the element inside gets hot so you can light your cigarette without a flame at 60 miles an hour behind the windshield. Yeah. The breaker, breaker, let me light this joint. Yep, exactly. And... As bad as this bike is, I realistically, I put two hours worth of work into it and was riding it around. And I'm riding it and I'm like... You were liking it. I can tell by the look I wasn't your face. liking uh. it. I was feeling it was. I was feeling like I was in a different, another planet, in another realm. Because people used to love this shit. Like, this was considered another to be... Another era. Another you know? era. This was 1976. 
but the responsible part of 1976. This was what your grandfather. Was the Goldwing 1976. Yeah, this is what your grandfather was driving in 1976 because the Goldwings didn't have fairings on them yet, so they had to put fairings yeah. on his two-year-old Yamaha. They were the naked wings. Oh my God! And it was truly. It was all about like you and your old lady can throw a bunch of shit on this thing, get behind this ridiculous white gel coat fairing on your Yamaha XS650, and ride across America. You know? Race somebody on their water buffalo. Oh, my God. Just dressed off the same way. Yeah, but the good news is the water buffalo would run out of gas real fast. <laughs> real fast. The, uh, yeah. let's, put, uh, let's put touring shit on a bike that gets 26 miles to the gallon. Cool. The, I saw uh, there was a Morocco on Craigslist that had a full fairing. Saddlebags and everything. I'm really? Like, it really didn't look too bad. I'm oh, like, God. It was going for cheap money. Of course like, it was. Because they hidden. Well, one, it was a Virago. And I naturally, I'm not, I don't really love Viragos. I, I got either. an issue I mean, with I, I don't know. I actually, I need to own a, I need to own a Virago. It's the world's worst swayback horse. Yeah. I need to Viragos. own a Virago to cure my curiosity no, about Viragos. Did really you ride don't. enough of them working at the shop? Not really. I oh, we know. have a whole flock of people that bring Viragos in. I mean, Normally, they're ladies and sensible and I shoes. I got it running good. And it seemed like <laughs> a good yeah. I like I had yeah. one or two. And I'm... Yeah. I don't like any motorcycle that pretends to be a Harley Davidson and then its handlebar riding position is higher than my face. Yeah. You know? When I have to look up over the gas tank because the gas tank is at an impossible angle. Yeah, it's a weird angle. There's a, a big angle. chunk of headstock frame underneath yeah. it like, sticking out. Just being there. There. Yeah, because they couldn't figure out the beam. The Japanese designers had had a serious problem. I tried the problem. urinal, and yeah, that was probably a bad move. I would not use the urinal until I get some Drano and some help. <laughs> it's not, it's okay. not draining well. It isn't? No. Okay, so There's a reason it looks so nasty. We'll have to run a few cans of Drano or something through it, I guess. Yeah, it needs a well, gentlemen, how about uh, we wrap this one up? Mexican Let's go food. get some Mexican food. Hell yeah. Mexican food. Margaritas for all my friends. This should be our new closing song. No, it should not. No, I don't know. It'd be kind of racist. What? The Mexican hat dance is not racist. That's true. It's not it's racist happy. unless you try to say that La Bamba is their national anthem. And that's racist. I love, I love La Ganja. <laughs> I love La Ganja. I don't even know. I was Smoke gonna... of the Sativa. Oh, my goodness. We should sign off. We want to wait for Johnny Crum or just sign off without him? Ah, we'll just sign off. Sign off without him. All right. All right. And on that, remember to please drive fast and take chances. Hell. We didn't even talk about my new shop vac. It's also a leaf blower. Hey. Aren't they all?